0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 716. To beat food cravings, get out of the present moment. Part one, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com, and I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Happy Monday, and if you're in the US, happy tax day, and welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook. And today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate. So I'll read the first half today, and finish it up for you tomorrow. For now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. To beat food cravings, get out of the present moment. Part one, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. The anti-Zen guide to improving your impulse control. My first disclaimer is that I am all for mindfulness. But something to remember is that mindfulness is a skill. And if you don't have the skill or if it's a very new habit that hasn't had a chance to flex its muscles very much yet, getting centered in the moment is not a life raft that will save you from overeating. Food cravings are part of a powerful biological and mental drive and I have extremely nuanced feelings on this topic. But I can summarize it in this way. Intuitive eating and mindful eating practices favor those who already have very good impulse control. But we all know that not everyone has that kind of dietary restraint. And many who seem to have that kind of willpower are using habits, not willpower. Intuitive eating gets better and better with time. It is a skill you learn and then refine. But if you have difficulty making positive decisions about food, or if you frequently experience regret or shame about your overeating or food choices, or if you feel that you eat pretty healthy but have trouble seeing fitness results, then intuitive overeating may be an advanced skill that's still coming down the road ahead. In the meantime, you need life rafts, skills that will get you out of situations that provoke your worst habits. What is a craving? Keep in mind that cravings are a normal human experience. The word has a negative connotation, as if you have to be a furtive, muffin-crazed, pathological-closeted binge eater. This is simply not true, and to relegate cravings to the stereotype is unfair to everyone. And it prevents average people who struggle with food choices from implementing the appropriate strategies that could help them manage their natural cravings. A food craving isn't necessarily limited to obsessing about chocolate all day. Here's an example of a food craving experience that I know we can all relate to. You're at the restaurant, genuinely and sincerely planning on ordering one of the healthier menu items. But when the server reaches your seat, you spontaneously order something else that you wouldn't love to tell your trainer about. A craving is simply the urge to eat something specific. While hunger can set you up for craving, it's not the same thing as hunger. But let me ask you something. Have you ever had an unbeatable craving for broccoli? Have you ever watched an entire bag of celery disappear because your hand wandered into the bag while you finished a report at work? Have you ever gone out of your way to hit the grocery store for a bag of shredded Brussels sprouts because you couldn't stop thinking about treating yourself at the end of the day? Or if you have, did you feel a deep sense of shame about any of this? Probably not. A craving is a biological impulse for a calorie-dense, highly rewarding food. This can vary in terms of taste, but generally, low-calorie, non-starchy vegetables don't make the list. This is because our bodies are not wired to crave low-calorie foods. Caveman brain is wired for survival, and we have a predilection for cheese, sugar in any form, carbs, fatty meats, fried foods, and more. Our sense of smell, our memories of food, and our habits can all play a role in driving us to crave rewarding foods and to indulge those cravings. Why is this a problem? Enjoying food is a good thing, right? Shouldn't we all indulge a little sometimes? Yes, but... Our desire for rich foods was biologically advantageous when food was scarce. Gorging on an infrequent feast, eating a ton of nuts, binging on fruit, and eating an entire animal ensured survival for our ancestors. But now we have too much food and many of us have no brakes on those impulses that drive us to eat an entire wildebeest. Every day is a feast day and caveman brain can grab the wheel, even though we can have rich foods all day every day. But there's more a relationship with food. While there is that biological wiring that causes us to desire, seek out, and consume foods that aren't necessarily good for us, there's an extra layer that's possibly even more powerful. We also develop, sometimes unconsciously, mental and emotional relationships with foods. It's not just the hit of starch, sugar, and salt that makes us momentarily giddy. It's also the association that we have with that food. Maybe you use it to relax. Maybe it signifies time with friends. Maybe eating food that tastes good is literally one of the only nice things you do for yourself on a regular basis. Maybe it's a rebellious impulse that says, I can do what I want. But the problem is that sometimes we don't want it. If we can't learn to put the brakes on these natural, normal impulses to both crave rewarding foods and develop associations with certain food rituals, then we lose control of our ability to craft a long-term healthy lifestyle where you are in the driver's seat of your food choices. The consequences are typically weight gain or the inability to lose weight or keep it off and eventual health conditions that tend to accrue over a lifetime of overweight. But even more significantly, if you struggle with a loss of control over cravings and frequently find yourself saying, why did I do that again? You can lose your sense of self-efficacy, freedom, and self-respect. You can get down on yourself for failing to control yourself over and over again. You lose confidence in yourself and you don't have to be overweight to feel this way. And the mental game of health and fitness is even more important than the physical results. The ability to trust yourself, feel confident in your decisions, and move freely through life is key to long-term health as a whole person. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, To Beat Food Cravings, Get Out of the Present Moment by Rachel Trotta. Of Racheltrada.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here again for my commentary. It's so true that our K-man brain and our lizard brain are just waiting and hiding. They are still very much a part of us, but it's like they're just waiting there for the opportune moment to take advantage of certain situations. And eating is the perfect caveman brain scenario. Our brains have had to adopt pretty rapidly to all of this new technology and abundance, but our brains haven't quite caught up yet. And so don't blame yourself if you do have food cravings, very strong food cravings, because we all have these cravings. I can remember maybe one time when I actually did crave vegetables. And that time was when I had to fast for a medical procedure. I had to fast for like two days. I'm such a big baby, right? I couldn't go two days without food without going, fine, I'll succumb to vegetables. But for the most part, when we do have a strong craving for foods, Rachel's absolutely right. We crave something that is high carb, high fat, high salt. And again, that's part of that caveman brain, so you don't really need to blame yourself for feeling that way. And she's also right. There's not only this kind of biological craving that we have for those types of foods, but there are the associations we've made with those foods. So if you think back when you were a kid and you, let's say, fell down and scraped your knee, I'm sure your parents didn't feed you a big bowl of salad to make you feel better. They probably gave you a cookie, some candy, a popsicle, something like that to make you feel better. And so we have this association, this kind of behavioral component where we associate these sweet, high-fat, high-sugar foods with something positive. Plus, we're also learning that when we eat high-fat, high-sugar, high-salt foods, we get this dopamine release in the brain, which is that good-feeling hormone that makes us feel less stressed. So my bottom line is there are very real reasons why you might be craving these foods, so don't blame yourself. And tomorrow, we're gonna talk about how to manage these things. But really quickly before I go, check out and subscribe to our other shows if you enjoy this one. You can hear a lot more topics being read to you for free. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in your favorite podcast app or on Spotify or Pandora to find the others. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening every day. I hope this gave you a little bit of a break from tax day. I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there for your Optimal Life Come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential.